Today's video is all about what to do if you've been declined for credit. So credit cards, loans, how do you maximize your chance of getting credit going forward? And if you're worried or anxious that you're not gonna be able to be approved in your government current situation, what do you do to maximize that chance and only apply when you're confident you're gonna get it? Now that is the topic for today's video. So let's jump in. Hi, my name is James Corsier and welcome to the Money Paradox Podcast. Yes, that's right. We're going to go through this really, really interesting topic of credit. Well, interesting for me and maybe interesting for you too if this is something that you want to get in a better situation in your life. This, the topic of credit is an area that I have mastered over many years of trying to get my head around it. It is a murky, it's a confusing subject and I totally get why a lot of people struggle in this area. But if you get it right, your financial situation, your financial strength, security and confidence can go through the roof because credit is so important for our financial situation. And so there are gonna be many videos going forward in this extremely important area, but this in particular, how to maximize your chance of, of being approved for credit, that is the topic for today. And that is because Rajesh has wrote in and asked this particular topic, and I've been getting this from many other people too. So it's your lucky day, Rajesh, and thank you for bringing the question in. And if you want your question aren't, um, answered in future videos, please do let me know in the comment section below. DM me through whatever social media channels you are listening or watching this. Uh, please do let me know. If you enjoy this video or you have enjoyed the other videos, please do like it. And if you think that somebody you know would benefit from this video, then please do share it. Let others know. That would be the best way you could uh, give back if you're getting value from these videos. So let's jump in. How do we improve our chances of being improved for credit? Well, first thing to say is there are four credit reference agencies, in case you didn't know. Crediva, Equifax, Experian, and Trans... Four, that's right, four. TransUnion. They are the four credit reference agencies. So do we need to check all four? That's the first question. Well, each one's going to have a different view of what your credit situation is, right? So technically, you need to check all four. But in practice... For 99% of the cases, all you need to do is check experience and experience. And the reason is, is because each different company that gives credit to other people use a maybe one or multiple credit reference agencies to check on prospective applicants. Now, the reality, though, is because experience is, experience is so big, it is by far the biggest almost always uh, those different companies use Experian. So if it's on your Experian credit card, uh, credit reference on your credit history, that's it, then that is what you should be conscious about. If it's on the others, but not on Experian, then it's less 
important, okay? But if you're super worried, you've got something really, really concerning, you go check out all four, but that's the main one, Experian, okay? Now, effectively, there's some things that these agencies can collect and other things they can't. So the first thing is you need to understand what it is that they can collect and two, what specifically they have on record for you. And to do that, you need to actually check your credit reference, right? So you can go and actually apply for an account with Experian online and do it that way, or you can use what I use, which is moneysavingexpert.com. They have a great tool called Credit Club. So just search for Credit Club online, and this is for the UK. Then what they do is you can set up an account with that moneysavingexpert.com credit club. You can set up an account with them and they have a portal through into Experian and they can gather that data and provide it to you within that platform. I personally think it's a really powerful platform. It's the, the whole organization that actually offers that, moneysavingexpert.com, have a suite of really, really, uh, really awesome tools you can go check out. And I really like their their vision and what they're trying to create in that organization. So you can trust that what they're providing you is well presented and a true reflection of your situation. So set up an account with moneysavingexpert.com credit club. But the first thing I wanna kind of point out around that is when you apply for that account, you've gotta be careful. Make sure that the information you use when you set up that account is accurate. If you're unsure about any of the information you need to fill that in, then go away, check, be confident before you set it up. And the reason why I say that is because credit reference agencies are very, very worried about setting up an account for you if they're not 100% sure that, that the information you've given that they're giving you access to, the credit account that they're giving you access to that isn't yours, right? So if there's anything, any discrepancies between what you're giving them, what information you're giving them and what they have on record, they're just going to decline it or ask for further information. As soon as they do that, it becomes very difficult. So make sure you have all that information. And if you don't go away, find out, double check. So things like when you moved in, specific addresses you stayed at, they're the kind of things people get a bit vague about, especially if it's two, three years ago, all right? Now, when you have set up that account on Credit Club, then you'll have access to some really, really cool information. You'll have access to your actual credit reports. You can go in and look through it, and you'll see specifically what it is that's in there. The information that sits within that credit report is what they, uh, as a company, does a credit search against you, that is all the information that they can find out about you. If it's not in there, they can't find it out about you. Now, there are other areas like uh, information that's collected around fraud and so on, other information that some banks kind of can uh, been, been uh, heard to share with each other, but from a credit search point of view, if it's not in there, they don't know about it, all right? So some kind of myths like your income, that 
doesn't tend to be stored. And that's why actually when you set up the account, it tells you what is your income because it affects your ability to get credit. But a credit report doesn't actually store that. They have to take it on your word when uh, by asking you what, uh, what your income is. And if they're unsure, they don't believe you perhaps, then they'll ask you to prove it, okay? So when you set it up, what you'll do is you'll be presented with a dashboard and that will give you a summary of many different information like your credit score. It will talk about various key indicators that will suggest whether, you, whether your credit score is good or bad and then we'll have some other tabs. Now, the first thing I wanna kind of call out is your credit score is a number and there's a whole load of debates around this, but effectively a credit score is made up, right? When somebody does a credit search against you through Experian, for example, and say you've looked at Experian and your credit score is 700. When they go in and check your credit report, they don't see 700. Okay, they don't see 700 and say, we're a 750, you need a 750 to get this credit card, you've got a 700 decline. They don't work like that. That is Experian giving you that score based on their view of your situation, okay? So it's a good indicator of whether your situation is good or bad, but it is not the be all and end all. It's not how these companies assess whether they want to give you credit or not. Now, the trouble with all these different companies is the things that bother them about whether they want to give you credit or not differs. It, it, it's all different because each company have the things that they like and don't like. Now, there's some things that all companies will likely want to see, like if you're a homeowner. If you're a homeowner, generally speaking, companies believe that you are much more financially stable, financially reliable, financially consistent, right? You know, you're generally good from a good person from a financial position anyway. So a homeowner is a general tick for most people, right? But other things like how much credit you have, okay, might be good or bad for different organizations. And that's because some companies might say, oh, you have access to a lot of credit. That's great. That means that you've got access to this credit, but you're not using it. It means that you are financially in a really good position that you don't need to access that credit. But another company might say, well, you've got access to a load of credit. You've not used it. So if, you, if we give you a credit card as well, then that's giving you more credit, access to more credit. And therefore, if you wanna go out and spend a huge amount of money tomorrow across all of these accounts, then you could get yourself into a really sticky situation. We don't like that, that's too risky for us. So it depends on the company. So then you might say, well, what do I do? How do I know how to best set up my situation to, uh, to get the highest chance of getting credit? And two, how do I know what it is specifically for that particular company? Well, that is why this website this account that you're setting up is so so powerful right and the reason is is because if you go into the areas of credit card eligibility and loan eligibility which i'm going to do now <laughs> just so i can make sure what i'm telling you is exactly 
what is in there. What you've got in there is your credit card eligibility. So if you wanted to apply for a credit card today and you want to apply to the credit card that gives you the biggest likelihood of getting one, then you go into this area, you go into credit card eligibility, right? And then you click on the type of credit card that you want. So for example, if you wanted a credit card, so you could uh, take it out and actually be able to access that money, Okay, so you could take a credit card out and then actually take that credit out as money, as, as cash into your bank account so you can spend it as you wish, right? Pay off debts, do whatever you want. Then you can go to money transfer cards. So that's effectively a credit card where you're able to transfer the money into a bank account uh, to spend it as you wish, right? But what you do is, what it will do is it will rank every card that it can access and it will review your credit situation, your financial situation based on all the information that you told it, plus all the information it can see within your credit report. And then it will give you a probability of, of how likely you are to be approved for that particular credit card, right? So it will list Tesco, Lloyds, Barclays, Halifax, all of the various credit cards that are out there. It'll list them all for most likely to least likely, okay? And so what you can do is you go through them and you say, hmm, all right, so I'm looking at top ones and I go through from top to bottom and I look at uh, which is the highest credit card on the list that I would be happy to take out. Now, at the moment, there are many, many credit cards that are 0% promotional offers. And why this is so good is because, you know, many credit cards, I've done this and many people I know have done it, is you can take a credit card out for 0% interest. And that is because credit is so readily available right now. Interest rates set by the Bank of England are extremely low. And as a result, the cost of credit to banks is very low. So if they believe that you are low risk to give credit to, as in you're very likely to pay that back, they're willing to give you credit at for free essentially, or for a small fee to to take a, to, uh, to as a as a transfer fee, but very very low costs. And the reason they do this, and this is a big warning, the reason they do this is to get you on their credit card because okay, so you take a credit card out and you might have eighteen months at zero percent interest. But what they're hoping you do is that you get to the end of the 18 months, you still have credit on there, and then it reverts back up to the higher rate. And credit cards at the higher rate, they default to 20, 30%, very, very high interest rate. So all of a sudden, you're paying a lot of interest on that, on that money. And if you're in a situation in 18 months time when you, uh, you have this debt on your credit card, you aren't able to pay it off because of your financial situation, what happens? It just stays on there and you pay interest every month. And that is how 
credit cards make their money. They make their money by you just keeping some form of debt on that credit card and you just pay interest every month. You might pay a bit off, then you spend a bit more money on it and it just stays like that. And they make a huge amount of money from people doing that and that is what they're hoping. So before I go on, this is a big word of warning. If you do not feel you are able to confidently navigate this process and get credit without worsening your situation financially long term, do not do it. If you can do it in the right way, you can get 0% interest and apply that and use it for investments and so on, uh, or, or do it to clear other debt that has a higher interest rate on it. So overall, you're paying less money in financial costs. Great, amazing to do that. But it is dangerous because if you take this debt out and you're not able to manage it properly, then you can get yourselves into a much worse position. So imagine you're in a situation where you have £20,000 worth of debt and it's got interest and it's in through various places. A common way to manage that is you, you will do a debt consolidation. So you'll take it on a credit card for 20000 or maybe two £10,000 ones. You might take a loan out on a much lower interest rate, clear all that debt and then put it on the credit card. But the trouble with that is it suddenly improves your credit situation because now all you have is one or two credit cards or loans on your credit file and you're paying it off, right? And everything else is cleared. Trouble with that then is that they then, uh, these organizations then offer you more credit. And so what do you tend to do? Go out and get more credit. Or you then revert back to much higher interest rates after the promotional offers and then start paying a lot of money again. Okay, so be warned when you go into this world, right? So putting that word of warning to one side, okay, if you want to make sure you get a credit card, then this is a great way to do it. Pick the type of credit card you want. Find a really high likelihood. So, you know, I'm talking, you ideally want to be doing at least 80% likelihood and at the minimum 70%, all right? Then look at the credit card that has the, the best offer. So maybe the longest 0% or the lowest fee to secure the the debt on that credit card and then apply for that okay apply for that card and then if that doesn't work then you can go on and try some of the others right but if that doesn't work then you go back look at your credit situation try to understand why you've been declined okay if you can't see anything go and apply for another but if you get two fails even though there is a high percentage chance of of you of you getting it through this through this website then start to ask yourself, why do I think that's the case? Was it because I recently took out another credit card? Maybe I should go check out those other credit files. All right. I'm going to talk about some of the other credit cards you can take out because there's many off offers within this just to make sure you're getting the right credit card. So a money transfer card is where you take money, uh, take debt on a credit card, and then you can just move it to your bank account. So you spend it as you wish. A balance transfer credit card is when you take out a credit card and then you can move that debt from this new card, sorry, from an old credit card that maybe is charging you a higher interest rate to this new one where it's, for example, 0%. And overall, you're paying less in finance costs. A 0% spending card is where you're able to purchase on that credit card at 0% interest, right? You can go out, spend things. Maybe you've got some big purchases coming up. That is a great, uh, great 
choice uh, in that circumstance. There is also another area are called bad credit cards or bad credit credit cards. And that's when you know your situation's not good, you may be defaulted on some payments before, or you don't have any credit history. So many, many companies don't want to lend to you because you're high risk. Well, what do you do? Because you need to start getting credit and start paying that off regularly to prove to these companies that you can be trusted with credit going forward. Now, the best way to do that is you go for one of these bad credit credit cards, and they're usually credit cards that have very low limits, maybe high interest rates, but what you do is they have a much higher chance of you being approved for them. So you can apply for one of those, get that credit card, and then what you do is you just start spending on it. It doesn't have to be much, just spend on it each month and make sure you pay it off each month in full. And by doing that, you build up a track record of trustworthiness around being able to manage your own financial situation, your own credit, okay? Next one is, and these ones are more, if you don't actually need credit as in like debt for something specific, you wanna be able to maximize the benefits you get from credit cards. So you're gonna be spending money each month anyway, so why not get some great bonuses as a result? Well, the next one you can get is cashback cards. So every time you spend on that card, you can get some money back, right? So it might be 0.5%, for example, okay? It's gonna list out all of those credit cards, tell you what you're gonna get from those credit cards and tell you the likelihood you're gonna get it. So you've got cashback cards, and then the other two ones are travel cards. So cards that maybe you have preferential rates when you spend abroad, for example, the Halifax Clarity card is amazing. When you go and spend abroad, there is uh, basically zero cost for taking money out abroad uh, or making purchases abroad. There's a small fee, but it's much, much smaller than many other of the companies out there. And then the last one is airline cards. So when you spend on them, you get points for flights and so on uh, for trips in the future, right? It's a very popular with people who wanna make the most of their benefits from when they spend money on those cards. Okay, so I'm not gonna go into those in detail, but I wanna just to let you know all the different types of cards available. Now, the other type of credit that you can get is loans, right? So credit cards is very informal, it's very easy. You know, they'll give you a limit. You can then take some debt out on that credit card, but but it's much more flexible, right? much more movable. With loans, what you'll do is you'll apply for a specific amount of money over a specific period of time that you're gonna repay it, and you have to commit to that. So you may say, right, I wanna borrow 10,000 pounds, and I wanna do that over five years, and repay that money back each month. So what, the, what a loan company will do is it will work out based on the interest that you're gonna be charged, how much you need to pay each month, every month, for five years so that by the time you hit the end of the five years, you've paid your debt off, okay? Now, the great way or the great thing about loans is that it's reliable, right? So if you need to take out, for example, 10,000 pounds and that loan company says for you to do that, you're gonna pay, say, 500 pounds a month, okay? Or 300 pounds a month. Then you can look at your financial situation. You say, well, the money coming in versus money going out, can I afford 300 pounds a month? But if that's the case with a healthy margin, 
then great, you know you can do that. So as long as you remain in that financial situation for the next five years, then you'll be able to take that loan out and follow through and, and keep paying it off reliably. But with a credit card, it just sits there. You owe that money and you know, in 18 months time, for example, when that promotional rate ends, if you've still got 10,000 pounds on there, you've got to pay 10,000 pounds back. It's a lot of money. So it takes a lot more control and rigor and discipline to make sure you pay off the debt on a credit card, whereas a loan, it kind of does it for you. So popular for that reason. Now, the thing with loans is that if you pay off a loan early, you often get early repayment charges. So if you take out a £10,000 loan for five years, and after three years, you go, you know what, I don't need this money anymore. I, you know, I got some inheritance or I got a nice bonus from work. I want to pay it off. I don't want to have that over my head. Well, often it doesn't really make sense to do that because they're going to charge you for the ability to do that because you know, when they gave you that loan, they factored in you being able to have that debt for five years in the return they were going to get for, for giving you it. Okay, so be careful around those early repayment charges if there's a consideration you will want to pay it off sooner. Right, so put in your loan amount and the amount of years you want to borrow the money over. And again, what it will do is it will rank all of the different loans on offer at the moment and it ranked them by your likelihood of being approved for them. Okay, now it's not guaranteed, nor I might add, uh, is the interest rate they state. And it's the same for credit cards. Now, loan companies and credit card companies are a bit sneaky in this respect. They will tell you a rate, but often when you get approved, the rate you get offered is much higher. Now, the reason why this is sneaky is because you may go to the trouble of applying for this card, you take all the time, fill in all the information, and you get approved, you're like, yes, yes, I can, I can get this money from the company. But then you notice the interest rate is double what it said it might be when you apply. And then you think, well, you know, I've been approved, but I'm not sure whether I would get approved for another card. So oh, it is a higher interest rate, but at least I know I'm gonna get this. So then often people go, Square. I'm just going to apply anyway, and just I'm not apply. I'm going to take this credit out anyway and pay that interest, and they end up with a lot more return because they're getting a higher interest rate for it. Now, one again, that's why this this process that I'm talking you through is so powerful because it gives it gives you more power back to decide whether actually if they do that, no, I don't want to go with that one. I'm going to apply for another one and see whether I can get a better rate elsewhere. Okay, but I. And my understanding is if they offer an indicative interest rate, they only have to offer it to at least 50%. So invariably, 51%, if they give a 5% rate to 51%, okay, well, for the other 49%, they can offer whatever they want, right? A much higher rate, okay? So be warned. So look again, look at from the highest chance to the lowest and look at those top ones and then look through and see, well, which is giving me the best, uh, the lowest interest rate for the amount of money that I want to borrow, okay? Just a few things around that is, often if you borrow a very small amount of money, the interest rate is higher than if you want to borrow more. There's a sweet spot around, you know, 10 to maybe kind of 
seven to fifteen thousand pounds because it's enough of amount of money for them to make enough money on the interest rate but again it's not too much money for them to be concerned whether you'll be able to pay it back it's a nice medium too low amount it's not really worth it for them so they charge you a higher interest rate or if it's a really high amount they may just reject you or charge you a higher interest rate as well okay something to bear in mind so now you are equipped with a process to be able to have a strong view on whether you're going to be approved for a credit card or a loan before you apply. Now, don't worry if you don't get approved for the first one. Try a second one. But if you're getting rejected twice, go back. Check other agencies. Go through your credit report. Think, is there something that's going on here? Maybe I put information that was incorrect there. Don't just keep applying because... Every time you apply for credit, you often get, most of the time, you get a hard credit search, okay? And what that means is it's a search on your file that officially becomes a, a, a search on your credit file for credit, okay? So when you then go to apply to, a, to another credit card or loan, that company will know you have formally applied for another form of credit. So that other company is going to think, well, why have they done that? Well, if it's one, it's not going to be a big deal. But if, for example, it searches your credit file and there are three hard credit searches on your file, it's going to think, well, what's going on here? Is this person desperate? He's applying to definitely at least four, including me, for credit. Does it really need this money? Has it been rejected by those other three? Well, then maybe I should reject it if everybody else is rejecting them, uh, this person. Or it might think, well, maybe it got uh, approved for all of those other three um, forms of credit. And I can't see what that credit is yet because it hasn't actually hit their credit file yet. So they could have got £10,000 on each of those first three credit, credit applications. Well, I have no idea how much money of credit they've now got. Maybe that's way too high and I'm not comfortable in doing that. It's a big question mark, essentially. So they're just going to reject you out right often, okay? So you really want to be selective with your credit searches. And generally speaking, within three months, it has a big influence on your, on your credit score. Within six months, it still has a decent impact. And then after that, it starts to be a lot less of a factor. And I think it stays on your credit file for, say, 12 or 18 months. But it's the, the first six months that is most important. And that's because by, by the time six months have passed, then it knows, one, whether you actually got credit for that application because it will filter through onto your credit file. And two, it knows you're not desperate. You've waited a whole six months before you've applied for another credit file. So it's almost like a reset for these companies, okay? So if you've built up a few credit searches, wait six months, relax, chill, and then go at it again in a much more empowered way to the process I've talked you through. Now, there is a whole load more I can talk to you about this subject, and I definitely will in future videos, but I hope you found this useful. If you have, please do like, uh, please do hit the subscribe button if you want to hear of my future videos. If you think there's somebody in your life, family member, friend, that would really benefit from what I've talked through, please do share it. And finally, if there are videos uh, that you'd like me to cover off in future, 
topics that are really concerning you that you want me to address and talk through, questions you want me to answer, let me know in the comment section, DM me, whatever, and I'd be more than happy to do that. That's all from me. I hope you have a great week and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.